you should always be looking at deals because if you're not, you can become obsolete very quickly in the marketplace. Brokers and relationships that you have, people might think that you just phased out. So my answer to anyone right now is, is COVID's going on. Should you still be looking at deals? Yes. If anything, now it's time to just practice looking at deals, practice your underwriting, up your education and your, and your knowledge. And you know, one topic that we go into a lot of detail in the course about, and this is where Hunter's expertise comes in. I kind of just play the messenger at this point. Structuring a fund of funds. I just got to say that. That seems to be like within our group and especially for individuals coming in, everyone wants to know how to do it. And we've been able to do it very successfully over the past few years. And so, yeah, structuring a fund of funds is definitely something that's hot right now. And we love educating people on. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Five Talents Podcast. I'm your host, Abel Pacheco. I interview the top commercial real estate investors and industry experts so you can learn from their experiences. So if you're an investor, a high W-2 earner or real estate or tech sales professional that wants to invest in real estate without having to manage properties or leave your day job, then this podcast is for you. Or if you're already investing in real estate, but you're doing it part-time and you want to become a full-time multifamily or full-time commercial real estate investor, this podcast is for you too. You're going to learn a ton. You will learn from real life multifamily investors and other professionals in the industry. They're going to share their blueprints for success. And I'm super excited that you're here. So I hope you enjoy the show. Hello, hello. My name is Abel Pacheco. I am the host for the Five Talents podcast, where we talk about you know, all kinds of good stuff about commercial real estate, multifamily investing, and you know, really financial independence, among other things. And I'm super excited to have a new guest with us today, Mr. Adam Carswell. Adam, man, thank you very much for joining, man. I'm super humbled and appreciative. Abel, appreciate you having me on, and I love that we're starting this one off with some big smiles. Absolutely, man. I feel like I've, uh, even though I've never shook Adam's hand, I feel like I already know, you know, about him, who he is, a little bit about his personality. I've seen you all over LinkedIn. I've seen you really just out there. You've got a podcast and just a big presence for yourself, man. So uh, yeah, great to meet you. And Adam, so let me introduce him. As a listener, don't worry about it. Adam's all the way in Newfoundland right now. So it is Good job on the pronunciation. Good job there. Yeah, yeah. Newfoundland. <laughs> a little bit different internet here and there. So you might hear one every once in a while. It'll be worth it, trust me. And grab a, a notepad and a pen because if you're big on education, if you're big on learning, if you're big on trying to figure out how to break into commercial real estate, I think this is going to be an amazing show for you guys. Adam is the host of Dream Chasers. He's got an amazing podcast. He's a real estate entrepreneur. He's a new media marketer, podcaster, like I said. And, you know, we really are a power networker, brother. So I'm excited. Why don't, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself so that way we understand why we should listen in? Sure. Let's do the old background story. And, and again, I just have to say, guys, Abel is doing his thing on LinkedIn, too, because I've definitely been seeing his face for more than the past year. And it's really cool to see that now we're, we're finally having this conversation. Yeah. So yeah, a little bit about me, born and raised in, uh, in the Cleveland, Ohio area. I went to college or university in Western PA at Westminster University where I played basketball and ran track and field for four years. Kind of stayed on the athletics focus after graduation. Went and got my master's in Central America in Belize because I was working towards becoming a college basketball coach. 
Um, had a little bit of a career switch up there. Coaching is still a huge passion of mine, but what basketball really taught me is if anything, I have a passion for leadership, again, coaching and teaching. And so knew that after graduation, I just wanted to get my foot in the door with a Fortune 500 company, work my way up. And I was really good friends with a recruiter for Sherwin-Williams, the paint company. And so I moved to Washington, D.C. and managed stores there for Sherwin-Williams for two years and then realized, eh, you know, I love this job, but I don't really want to sell paint for the rest of my life. There's nothing personal. Store just manager, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, hey, so, I mean, I will say for anyone who's listening to this, if you're about to start your career, I mean, I think Sherwin-Williams honestly gets underestimated in, in many aspects as far as how well they, they groom and they teach their employees. There's just so much that I learned there, especially yeah. in regards to sales. They do a yeah. fantastic job. If I can pause you in your, in your uh, background story, I worked at Cutco, Cutco oh. Knives, and I sold Cutco for like six years. I sold knives in-home, did in-home presentations for like five and six years. And I knew other friends that worked for, you know, uh, what's it called? Enterprise Rent-A-Car. And they kind of have a lot of these, these companies have an amazing leadership training program, you know, kind of grooming you for professional world. So as a younger individual, man, there's a lot of value to be placed. If you're a young guy right now or, or gal that's thinking about these kind of, you know, jobs, it took me forever to own my first piece of real estate. But as a foundation, those things really helped me even today, you know, so that's great that you mentioned about them. Completely agree. And it's funny you mentioned Cutco. That's kind of... Hunter Thompson, managing principal of ASIM, who I work very closely with on a daily basis. Now, that nice. was a lot of his groundwork in sales was with Cutco. So Hunter Thompson, we'll definitely talk about him. He's a, an author. What's the name of the book? It's Ra Raising Capital. So yeah, Raising Capital for Real Estate. And anyone listening right now, probably going to give a few plugs throughout the interview, but go over to raisingcapitalforrealestate.com right now. You get a free copy. All you do is pay for shipping. And we like to say that that book is definitely breaking the internet right now. We've oh, yeah. heard nothing it's, but good things. It's been awesome. I think it's great. So continue on your story, man. So how, <laughs> how did you get here? Yeah. So, you know, fast forward in Washington, D.C., as I mentioned, I, I decided I wanted to make a career change, more entrepreneurial, got into real estate. But uh, the residential side, I was a realtor with Remax for two years there. And then after that, I realized, wow, this industry is so much bigger than residential but I don't know anything outside of this. Like, how can I get plugged in? Mm -hmm. And that's when I reached out to Hunter because I heard him on a, a podcast that I was following, which wasn't even a real estate podcast. It's funny. It was just like a, an ideology podcast. Go ahead and look up a show called Anarchast and you guys will see it's pretty funny how Hunter would end up on that show, but he was there. And so we started going back and forth and he was like, hey, you know, I've been working on this program. If you're interested, let me know. And he kind of likes to say that I was the final push he needed to launch it and get it going. And I went through the Cashflow Connections Mentorship Program, cfcmentorshipprogram.com. <laughs> and that was late 2017, early 2018. And that's what not only started educating me about this industry, but opened my network in a way that, you know, just looking back on it, I made a few connections with some folks recently. I'm like, I'm taking steps back through my career. I'm like, man, a lot of this would have never happened if I wouldn't have just made an investment in myself and taken that course. And so that taking that course led to a great relationship with Hunter. Now, as I mentioned, we work very closely on a daily basis. I help manage the ASIM Cashflow Connections Mentorship Program educational platform. And then Hunter also introduced me to Michael Flight, who uh, is my partner at Concordia Realty Corporation and a new project that we're going to get into probably today, which is libertyfund.io. So all yeah. kinds of exciting new things going on in, in the real estate world for myself. And then also, as I mentioned, I, uh, well, 
I started working remotely after Washington, D.C. I moved yeah. to California. I did that for a little bit, and then I moved to Newfoundland, where I am now in May 2019. And hey, it's just been an amazing journey, and grateful to be here and grateful that you know, COVID can't stop the flow of, of what I'm doing. And I think you feel the same way. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. You know, if it wasn't for COVID, I wouldn't have started a podcast. I wouldn't have written my first ebook. I wouldn't have, you know, really had the time to kind of dig in that you mentioned. You see me on social and that's because of COVID, all these, these different things. You know, I wish it was not here. I wish I could, you know, just go hang out and, and be with friends and family just way more comfortably. But, you know, you got to take advantage of the situation, any which obstacle or challenge that you have. And I think that's probably something that you uh, seem like you definitely live by, my friend. Oh, man, you're spot on. Now is the time to pivot your business and, and take advantage of the opportunities that are here. Yeah. So tell us, you know, we have your background. So thank you so much, Adam. No I problem. think I have a big following for passive investors. Awesome. And I think I have a big following for people that want to be a general partner for the first time. Some of those same passive investors want to be general partners eventually. And so they're trying to figure out, you know, how to, how to do it. And if you've, just like you said, you realize there's this much bigger open world, you join Cashflow Connections, kind of like a coaching program and all kinds of things change for you. So I am also big on education. I've joined like four or five of the multifamily kind of programs, mastermind as well. It's definitely, you know, throw me for a wild ride, a great one. So talk about, you know, what that first class did for, what did you learn? What, you know, if you want to talk about how much you pay, that's okay, whatever. But <laughs> just share some of that insight, like, so people understand, what does it mean? I get commercial real estate education, what does that mean? Sure. Yeah. I'll start off with my, you know, with my disclaimer because I could talk about this forever, but it is kind of funny as of right now, actually, I'm not a passive investor and I'm not a GP and that primarily is because I'm working towards that accredited investor level, which I didn't even know what, like many people, I didn't even know what an accredited investor was until like three years ago. That also kind of shows as far as anyone who's coming through the program, I will say I'm definitely like an outlier. The 1% uh, your listener base is exactly who I have phone calls with every day. Individuals who are looking to do GP their first deal, passive investors who are looking to improve their skills, working with sponsors, how to do due diligence on your sponsor and who you're going to be investing with. Mm -hmm. um, and so that those are the individuals who come come through our pipeline. As I mentioned, I was kind of like just the, the weird lucky guy at the beginning. So yeah, a little bit about the program. And, and I kind of, I do want to say, uh, because if anyone listening right now is interested, I might not get into all the details on this call. And so I would encourage you to reach out to me and have a call. Yeah, uh, just short, because we, short call. We don't have enough time, but uh, <laughs> yeah, reach out to Adam because he'll give you the pool. Yeah, we keep the pricing a little bit of a secret. And that's just because we're so satisfied with where the ticket is at compared to what else is out there in the marketplace. We really feel like we over deliver for everyone who comes through. Um, and then, yeah, as far as the content material, I mean, if you take a look at ASIM Capital and, and Hunter Thompson's bio and what we've been able to accomplish over the past 10 years, it's really, you know, first of all, if you like the book or check out the book, we view the book as a playbook. Like, here's how you can do this. You know, we're close to almost 100 million in assets under management right now. And that book is, you know, our secrets. That's how we did it. And then the course, the Cashflow Connections Mentorship Program is the next step. It's, you know, allow us to do it with you, allow us to help you accelerate your business using the tools and strategies that we use. And yeah, as I mentioned, if you're a passive investor, we've had so many passive investors come through that just have a new level of confidence in where they're putting their capital. So yeah, 
Yeah. I invested uh, passively my first couple of deals and my wife invested as, as well. And it was a lot of education that kind of gave me confidence to say, you know, move forward. I had a trust built with my existing operator. So the first deal was like really trust. And yep, I, I knew the market, I knew the deal. And then afterwards I was like, oh, I, now I understand more. Yeah, oh, it was a really great deal. I'm ready to do <laughs> it again, you know? And so that definitely helps. So what are the most common questions that investors ask you? Like you said, I talk to them every day. What are some of those questions that you get? And maybe a few of those responses as well. I think that they don't normally come out and say this question, but the general question, especially in regards to going through the, the program is, you know, is this as really, really as good as it sounds? And I think rightfully so, because there is a lot of options and ways that you can go as far as educating yourself out there. Um, and I know people personally who have you know, gone through those, through those experiences where they spent 30, 40, 50 grand, and they feel like I'm still exactly where I'm at. Like I just wasted my money. And so a general, like, again, as I said, I don't get asked that question, but I think that's what most people want to know is like, is this legit? Like, is this the real deal? And um, I think I can confidently, you know, say from the experiences that I've seen, and especially the networking aspect, definitely for myself, but anyone who's come through the program, we just provide so many different layers of networking with this course beyond the material, where you're really going to be put in position to get to know people, as you mentioned, that you trust. And that's the name of any business, any game, but especially real estate, because you know, you're entering into deals where you're going to have to sit down with dinner with someone for the next 10 years. It's collecting and getting to know people that you like, know, and trust. And yeah. so you know, that's kind of like a high level question. You can maybe throw me some more detailed questions if you want, but that's, that's kind of my first response. Yeah. Well, that first is good because I, I say the same thing. Establish trust. You got to know who you're dealing with. You're going to be with them and partner with them for a lot of years. So hopefully it's somebody you like, know, and trust as well. And um, the investors that come to you when they're asking or seeking, you know, good investments, right? They're COVID questions, timing, uh, give me some of the current, like, you know, market things that you're hearing from them in their, from their perspective. Sure. Yeah. And I'll kind of, I guess I'll take it another level too, because I think the most valuable questions that I'm starting to see are the ones that are, are coming from our, our current and active students or alumni. Okay, that's perfect. That, yeah, that's perfect. That goes in line with what you're saying about COVID. I mean, we just did a presentation the other day. Should we be looking at deals right now during COVID? Um, and oh my goodness, Jillian is her first name from Realty Mogul had a great response to that. And she was kind of just like, well, yes, we understand that this is a a question like should we or shouldn't we but the answer is still yes you should always be looking at deals because if you're not you can become obsolete very quickly in the marketplace brokers and relationships that you have people might think that you just phased out so my answer to anyone right now is as covid's going on should you still be looking at deals yes if anything now it's time to just practice looking at deals practice your underwriting up your education your and your knowledge and you know one topic that we go into a lot of detail in the course about and this is where hunter's expertise comes in i kind of just play the messenger at this point. Yeah, um, you're, you're soaking a, it up, man. You're soaking <laughs> it up and dishing it back out. So, Structuring a fund of funds. I just got to say that. That seems to be like within our group and especially for in, individuals coming in, everyone wants to know how to do it. And we've been able to do it very successfully over the past few years. And so, yeah, structuring a fund of funds is definitely something that's hot right now and we love educating people on. 
Yeah, everyone wants to know how to put it in for it. And if you're, you know, a new passive investor or new general partner, that fund to fund, basically you're creating one fund where a lot of investors can you can throw in that deal and you're trusting that syndication team or the 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 managers of the fund to go put money into many multiple deals or diversify in a fund of itself. And so whether you're doing deals on your own or going to look at other opportunities to invest in, that's the goodness of a fund, right? And, and the managers kind of decide how that goes, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the general idea of it. And it, you know, it, it makes me think of a few other things here that I might resurface, but I want to know if you had, you know, any other questions. Yeah. These are good <laughs> questions. I think they're good starting points, right? So this is Hunter Thompson's Cashflow Connections. And then the other side, what's the other side of the world that you're doing? So you're, you're kind of split effort between a couple different firms. Yeah. And it's so, it's funny when I try to like explain to someone what I do, because in certain regard, I'm like the only one I know that is kind of in this position, but the best way I can explain it is I'm, a, I'm an apprentice, you know, I'm an apprentice of hunters and, and I'm a, an apprentice of Michael flight. Who's managing principal at Concordia realty corporation. And roughly how big are they? You said, you know, assets under management, Hunter Thompson, a hundred million. From a marketing perspective, right? That's what we say at ASIM because we're, yeah. you know, we are closing in on it. Our marketing pitch, if you will, at Concordia yeah. is, you know, Michael's been in the industry for over 30 years. So over 30 years of experience and has redeveloped, repositioned and executed more than $500 million worth of transactions in commercial real estate. So, you know, I could kind of like go out there and say that, I did that. I'm a part of these teams, right? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. put it all together. It's like I'm getting close to a billion. <laughs> yeah, definitely a contributor. Every team is built of team members. Everybody has a part. Everybody contributes. You know, yes, he has 30 years and yes, Adam's there. But man, you're contributing now and you're associated with that championship team, which is a couple championship teams. <laughs> so yeah, so, it's a good, well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, a good situation. Yeah, you are. So what do you do for that Concordia? Yeah, Concordia, most of um, our efforts lately have actually, you got to give give credit to timing and to COVID because this was what I'm about to share with you has been in the making for the past two years. And honestly, now, now that we are in this transformational period of the world, it's almost like we couldn't have had a better timing. So Concordia Realty Corporation is a shopping center focused retail real estate investment firm. That's still our focus and that's where our expertise is, but we've taken a tremendous interest in single tenant, triple net lease properties. So and especially the essential ones. So that would be like anything from your McDonald's to Starbucks to we call Medtail. So medical and dental automotive services, all of the freestanding establishments that you can think of as being essential. That's where our focus has gone. And our focus has actually been in this asset class pre-COVID. So that's why okay. I'm saying now that this has happened, it's like, oh man, perfect. Now it's got a term. <laughs> it's essential. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, now they have this new term, essential. Exactly. So with all these essential services that have these, uh, these retail properties, we're working on putting together a portfolio with a security token offering. And this is actually, I, I have to say, I kind of mentioned this on another podcast before, but this is really the first time I've publicly come out and speak about it. I have a new level of confidence in talking about it, but I know Michael, if and when you ever listen to this interview, yeah. just uh, he's going to give me some positive criticism as we're going through <laughs> yeah, this right now. Well, that's good. We can all get better at our delivery. <laughs> but uh, I, I got to say, as we're listening along here too, guys, if you're on a computer right now, just go to libertyfund.io. 
that's where any details that I might happen to leave out today, you can definitely get them all, as well as a free report as why we are so confident in the future of real estate on the blockchain. And we see ourselves definitely as, well, we are the first ones in the U.S. to be doing what we're doing, but not only that, to be industry leaders and individuals who, you know, five years from now, as far as navigating this world, you know, will be considered experts. And well, let me just pause here real quick before I keep going. Did you have any questions about what I said with, with Liberty Fund? So none at all at this point. And then what is your security token that you're talking about? I'm familiar with blockchain. I'm familiar with crypto. I'm an investor in BTC. I So I understand a little bit. I, okay. I also know the technology that in real estate where people want to connect and use that transaction to like buy and purchase real estate. So there's that ongoing record of, of transaction. But I have a feeling that our listeners, some of them are like, what's blockchain and why are we talking about it today? That's perfect. That's perfect. I think that's where, from an entry level, I can really help bridge this gap too. And so similar to you, Abel, I've been involved with cryptocurrency since, at least since like the last boom in 2017. That's kind of when everyone's interest first peaked. And I think what came along with that time frame was the stigma that it's like super risky and you got to be careful because you might get hacked and, you know, stuff like that. And I think from the conversations that I've had, that stigma is slowly starting to go away, especially when we start focusing and talking about digital assets like security tokens, because these, you know, for example, unlike Bitcoin, which many people will say it's not backed by anything, right? With a security token, it's backed by a hard, tangible asset, which are these single tenant triple net lease properties. Huh. Okay. Yep. Okay. Okay. And so from that, we go on to a phrase that we like to use, which is crypto with cash flow and Michael, I got to give him you know, most of the credit here because he's kind of been the leader of our, of our venture. Um, and we've got a few other team members, let's say Jason Ricks, Sam Halawi, Jordan Steck, all huge, valuable co-founding members of LibertyFund.io. But Michael, over the past couple of years, has made trips to Europe, Romania specifically, and also London in the UK, where this concept and this idea is a little, it doesn't have the same stigma necessarily stigma that it does in the U.S. It's a, people are a little bit more open to the concept and understand it more. So we kind of went to where people are putting it to practice, adopted their ideas, have brought what we learned back to the U.S. and now are working with companies to make sure that we handle this most importantly legally in the right way because that's been with this industry what people I think are most concerned about. Yeah. Is it out now or is coming out soon? So it's all about when we go live with this interview. <laughs> We're, you know, we're recording here in later September and I can definitely say, you know, by mid-October, we, we plan to be, you know, fully public, not, not public as in like, a, you know, an offer yeah. or what's, you know what I'm talking about. But You're as far as us being officially publicly, out there, yeah. you'll, you'll see us on some podcasts here soon besides this one. You might be the one to break the ice though. It depends on when you put this out. So. Oh, that sounds fun. <laughs> uh, probably towards the end of October-ish. Okay. You know, All right. Yeah. right in that area. You'll be right. You'll be right in the mix. I'll definitely let you guys know. And so... Yeah, so that token or that offering is going to come out and it'll be backed by commercial real estate. Triple net, you know, commercial real estate. Is it a fund of multiple properties? And then that's what backs everything? That's another phrase that we like to use, which is bonds wrapped in real estate. Because when you look at the, you know, the cap rates and the, the typical returns that you would get from investing in a single, it's just a tough one to say, right? Single tenant, triple tenant. net lease yeah. property, which Michael Flight is working on a book for on the topic right now too, because there's not a lot of information out there and, on how and to for, invest. For those that don't know, like single tenant, AutoZone yeah, owns exactly. you know, a single tenant. They're one tenant in one property, triple net lease. Basically, in short answer, it means the tenant, AutoZone, takes care of 
the building, the maintenance, the insurance, the taxes, and all of this stuff. So like there's not really management <laughs> to the property. AutoZone manages their property. They're not an owner, but man, they pretty much are acting like one. <laughs> and that's triple net lease in a commercial single tenant. So anyways, Spot go ahead. On. Great. Thank you for breaking that down because yeah, that's really important to know and to understand. And that's again, another aspect of why it's so compelling. And again, we like to say bonds wrapped in real estate because it's more the cash flowing aspect of the investment that we're focused on. Um, it's a great way to, you know, to preserve and store wealth. And then it's like, like I said, we're, we got the phrase crypto with cash flow. And some of the partners that we're working with on the distributions, again, this is where like my, my technical knowing of how it all works isn't yeah. quite there yet. Yeah. But I mean, we have companies that we work with where their investors are getting their returns for example, someone said the other day, 75% in fiat and 25% in the cryptocurrency of their choice, which is yeah. really, you know, pretty much unheard of to this day. Yeah. Man, that's different. Well, we're eager to learn more and check it out. And man, as the crypto and the blockchain kind of evolves, it's definitely, it's not going away. It's just headed in a different direction. And especially in today's market where people are worried about the value of the dollar, you know, everything that's occurring. Yeah. Some people are like, well, I could buy gold or I could buy digital gold, right? And, and uh, that, that kind of mindset comes into play. So yeah, man, well, I'm excited that you were able to talk about it. Any last thoughts on, this is Liberland, right? Is that what this is or? Oh, Liberland actually does tie into a little bit of the backstory of, okay, uh, of Liberty Fund. Yep. Um, and yeah, so, so Liberland is still conversationally a little bit of a different ball game because that's a, a country in Eastern Europe that I am an e-resident of now, soon to be citizen. And I became associated with them back through going down rabbit holes in 2017. I now not only host Dream Chasers, but I do host the nation's podcast, The Lieberland Show, which is a little um, <laughs> unknown secret. But there you go, guys. Go check out The Lieberland yeah, Show. Yeah, go check too. out we that just... one. I'm sure you can dig in, uh, <laughs> go go down the different rabbit hole with that. Oh, that's awesome, man. Well, yeah. you're in, okay, so this may be a good, kind of segue, right? We cool. talked about a number of things, education, programs, the way you got started in commercial real estate with some really serious players in the industry and now doing some, you know, tokenized crypto or blockchain that's backed by, you know, single tenant, triple net lease, which is pretty cool, right? So how did this happen for you? Let's say a new, you know, somebody listening this first time, they're they're saying, I don't know what's going on with blockchain. I'm not a crypto guy. I was trying to learn about multifamily real estate, but there's so many things that you did that would absolutely propel somebody in their career. And I want to make sure we talk about those. Like, how did you, you know, network in the first place? How did you, you know, bring some, you know, uh, you know, meet these individuals? How did you get in a point where you're now, you know, in their position to help them market, to help them get out there? What were some of the things you did, man, to network and put yourself in this super networking, right? Hello, hello, this is Abel Pacheco, your host for the Five Talents Podcast. After listening to a few episodes, deep down, do you know that multifamily and commercial real estate investing is one of the best ways to create financial freedom? If you said yes to that question and you are where I was a few years ago, then I'd absolutely love to connect with you. A few years ago, I started personally consuming a ton of real estate education. I traveled all over the country, 
as many real estate conferences and seminars that I could go to. I took 200 plus hours of real estate education. I spent thousands of dollars along the way. And I did this because I knew the path to financial freedom for me and my family was through commercial real estate and syndication. So if you've made a similar decision, I'd love to connect with you. And potentially in the future, I'd love to partner with you as well. Take a moment, go to 5tcre.com forward slash invest, and I'd love to set up a time to talk. Yeah, and it, you made me think of, um, I wish I had the direct quote, but there's a great book by Peter Thiel called Zero to One. And Peter Thiel, who's also, I know at some point he was on the advisory board with Facebook and he's just like insane serial entrepreneur as well. Go ahead and look him up. Yeah. But he referenced how guys like Jeff Bezos and, and Bill Gates and you know all these like crazy rich billionaires, when people ask them a question like what you just asked me, their response is always like, oh, you know, just got lucky. So my advice to anyone, if you get asked this question, just, just say you got lucky. <laughs> but if I could really, <laughs> really give you some, I guess, secrets or you know what I feel like helped me a ton, my first instinct, everything kind of goes back to LinkedIn. I didn't necessarily meet Hunter and Michael on LinkedIn. However, I'd say honestly, probably only two, no more than three years ago, I was like, all right, you know what? I'm going to take this serious. I'm going to start posting every day. I'm going to interact with people like yourself and engage. And I once heard another guy who's really, I would recommend everyone right now to go check out someone named Joe Apfelbaum. That's A-P-F-E-L-B-A-U-M. Yeah, he's all really, over LinkedIn for sure. He's, he's passionate. <laughs> he's really smart with his LinkedIn marketing. And I'll never forget being in one of his webinars. And he was like, first of all, at the time, Microsoft had just acquired LinkedIn. So that's some pretty big writing on the wall. And he referenced you know, LinkedIn has, I don't know, we'll say, for example, 500 million users or something like that. He's like, did you know that less than 1% out of all those users post or engage and interact daily? And I just remember hearing that. And he's like, yeah, so, you know, you could go on Instagram, you can go on Facebook, you go, go on all these other social media platforms that have been more developed. But if you're really, especially from a professional standpoint, trying to get your name out there, trying to meet people, make some noise and do it at a level where you're not going to actually have to compete too hard. It's like LinkedIn is, is the answer. And so from that point in time, I've been just connecting the dots and I say it again, <laughs> meeting people like you. And it's, it's funny how it all works because you just never know when you're going to finally have the, this interview that we're having. But um, you know, I, I think actually, hey, well, we messaged back and forth on LinkedIn to yeah. make this happen. Yeah. So as far as being a super networker, Following up is always key too. I just had someone on my show named Matt Teifke. I'm throwing out all these references, guys. But if you go to Dream Chasers, episode 117, this dude's work ethic will light a fire under your butt in regards to networking. Like I thought I was doing a good job and I met Teifke. I'm just like, dang, I got to step my game up. But he's like you said at the beginning of the interview, Abel, like how can I be of value to you? Before I even like ask anything of him, his first thing is how can I be of value to you? And I think when you have that approach and you're good at following up, mm -hmm. it's just a matter of time before you really get to where you want to go and beyond. Yeah, that's so key. Even before, you know, the digital age today, you know, before LinkedIn, before Facebook, that approach of following up is a very old school mentality. It's an old, you know, it's, it's nothing new. I've been in sales forever. I've been in sales since I was like, 
I don't know, a teenager, right? But literally professional sales. So like, ten, professional like 10 career. years ago? Like, yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> 10 years, you know, maybe 15 tops, right? <laughs> no, so I'm 41 today and my first really sales job out telemarket, whatever you call it. I'm like 18 years old and been in sales pretty much all my career. And what I would tell my guys constantly is, man, the money, the dollars, the profits in the follow-up, you know? So you have to continue doing so. But in today's age, you know, with LinkedIn, with social, with, it's so much easier. You, you said 500 million people, whatever that number is, mm-hmm. then think about 1% of those people that are actually posting constantly, where Facebook is probably not like that. It's probably like, you know, half of the people are, are posting every day or something crazy. So you get lost in the mix and LinkedIn, you stand out like a, like a champion, right? And so mm-hmm. people want to know who you are and what you do. And if you can continue to do that, establish a relationship and then continue going, I've had amazing opportunities by just reaching out to somebody and saying, Hey, I noticed this. I saw that I followed you here and wanted to connect. And I've had many multiple opportunities for like even my multifamily opportunities where people said, Hey, would you like to partner with me? Do you want a piece of this $15 million deal? Do you want a piece of this $10 million deal? Do, would you like to do, you know, join us for this, you know, 30 million project. And I'm like, I didn't realize I was going to have to be in a, a point where I said, no, to yeah. more things that I'm saying, right. you know, yes to, but yes, because of the networking portion. It's, it's amazing. And that's a great place to be. And I think that's from a success level where, you know, we're always striving to get to that next level. But once you start getting to a point where you do notice that you have, Hey, wow, I'm actually saying no way more than I'm saying yes. Mm-hmm. That's the, to me, that's an early sign of success. And I find it relatable and it's good to hear that you know, you yourself have just said, yeah, I, sorry, I got to turn down deals now I'm, that you're doing the right thing. <laughs> def- definitely did. I think I was going to be turning down deals two years ago. <laughs> anyways, it's awesome. And that's the power of networking. So I'm not going to let you off the hook here for a minute because <laughs> it's one of those things that you said. Normally people say, hey, I got lucky. Hey, I, I got connected with the right person. And I am a fan of that, you know, that definition of, Lucky just means preparation and opportunity met. You were prepared. You did certain number of things that preparation met the opportunity and you got lucky, right? So tell us some of the tactical strategic steps that you remember doing when you first started getting social and then maybe like up till today. What are those things that you actually do? Okay, two things come to mind. This one's more tied up with following up. I'm just going to write it down before I forget because <laughs> this is a story that I shared with someone the other day and I realized I haven't had it on a podcast yet. So perfect. as far as following up, you can actually be, you know, obviously the one-on-one follow-up is, is key and something that you should always strive to do. But a great way to keep in touch with people is to start building out your email list. If you're listening to this and you don't have any type of email list set up now, it's honestly so easy to do and you can even hire, you know, a VA to manage it for you. I have a VA. I don't even, I feel weird calling her my VA cause we're such close friends now, but her name is Rena. She's definitely just, you know, my go-to assistant and she manages my email list for me. She puts together my newsletters. I mean, obviously I'm contributing to them, right? But she just makes sure everything is systematized and flows so smoothly. Does a great job with my podcast. And the best part is once I get your email or someone's email, I'm following up with them at least once per week. And there's some, I know there's some, there's all different kinds of strategies out there where you want to, you know, send, I've seen some people will email their list every day. Some will do it once a month or quarter. I found a week to be most effective, especially just because I always have a a new podcast coming out every week. You were going to say something? 
No, I just said, wow, that's, oh. <laughs> uh, you know, weekly. So yeah, but but you email. have value to provide every week. It's a difference between, hey, a sales pitch, hey, a request, hey, you know, whatever that is. Mm. It's like, here's value, here's value, here's value, here's value. Yeah, great point that I didn't even, yeah, I didn't even look at it that way, but it's true. I mean, I'm any email, if you guys are, if you want to be on the Adam Carswell email list, send me an email at uh, Adam at carswell.io or even better you guys can hit up hit up my buddy rena rena at carswell.io we'll get you on, <laughs> thank you rena and get you on the list uh, she's gonna love that thank you but, rena um, for working so hard i have an ellie that works really hard she's my there we go. she's my remote employee as well <laughs> so she crushes it she's a partner for me and she does a lot of the same things you do yeah. oh, i mean uh, so rena yeah that's for you so yeah adding value that's the name of the game and you know if you're doing that on a weekly basis monthly basis whatever I was actually thinking about this the other day myself. I don't think I've actually ever made like a straightforward sales pitch on my email list, which is fine. The cool thing is like, I'm looking forward to the day that I finally do because I think it'll catch everyone's attention just because yeah, you don't do you it. Know, we're always adding value. So, you know, part of that comes with having a podcast like we do that makes it a lot, I don't know if easier is the right word, but you're always going to have something you can share. If you're not interested in podcasting, you know, you could always look into like some type of vlog or, or even blog articles, something to just be top of mind with the people that are in your network. It's just a really effective way to do it. And then I had that other story on like best practices, but I don't know if you had any other comments on the email. Well, I do. I want to hear the next nugget, but just, you know, the last comment would be, yeah, we're get, winding down here too, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, start grabbing your, your name and emails. If just because they're on like your listeners, your followers, your connections are on Facebook or LinkedIn, you never know. They could change the platform, lose all of our contacts and it's gone. So unless you convert over to like a personal email, that's your, that's basically what your business is going to be built on. If you're going to be networking like crazy and be a super networker and then the value, 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 value is, you know, before you're asking for anything. So yeah, that's good. And then if you can create content, like if you're a good writer, a blogger, a video blog, whatever. The reason I liked podcasts is like, oh, this is easy for me to meet people. I like talking, I like hearing, and I'm gonna be sending this out like crazy, right? So that was the platform that I chose, but if you can create value, that's what you want. But anyways, go ahead. Sure. What's this and next I, point, man? Yeah, and this is a quick one before the next one. Okay, you just reminded me, Hunter, uh, I've heard him say this one a handful of times, and it was, you know, the reason why him, myself, probably you are such strong advocates of podcasting to anyone who's like on the fence and thinking about doing it is because imagine if you had a show, you record a hundred episodes and something goes wrong and you find out once you got to the hundredth episode that no one's even listened to your show. At the end of the day, you've still had a hundred valuable conversations with people that you normally probably wouldn't have had that yeah. type of conversation with had you not had the show. Therefore, you're always going to become smarter <laughs> by having your own podcast. It's definitely been an educational moment for me to interview, you know, 25 to 30, you know, even right now, $100 million plus real estate holding individuals, you know, I'm like, okay, how did you do it? What did you do? And what can I apply? Yeah. It's my, uh, my graduate program for me. So I'm excited about learning from everyone. Sure. And so this is a little bit I just think back to when I was in university and my first two years of school, I actually didn't know what I wanted to do, mm -hmm. but I, I actually, I wanted, decided I wanted to get into international business. And so the school set me up with a few shadow gigs where I I'll never forget, I shadowed the CEO of Grove City Hospital and he kind of sat down with me and walked me through what his day is like, et cetera. 
And he's like, so, you know, tell me why, why do you want to do um, international business? And long story short, I kind of said to him, I'm like, you know, I think it's, it's respectable and it, and say the exact words, but it kind of sounds sexy. I think that's the direction I want to go. But he's like, well, you were just telling me how much you love, especially back then when I was you know, 18, 19. So you were just telling me how much you love making videos and doing your YouTube thing and recording this and recording that. He's like, he's like, I think you should consider focusing your future on that because if that's really what you enjoy doing, you know, as the phrase goes, you'll never have to work another day in your life. And I guess I would say that speaking right now isn't the only thing that I do, but it's just carried, carried me so far. And knowing that that's where, you know, video, audio, and, and just being on camera is where my passions lie. I've always kind of kept that a part of my life. And I do think that working with Michael and Hunter, you know, it's, it is going to get to a level one day where, you know, I, I get this from Hunter, but you know, all we got to do is, is show up and speak and we're good. <laughs> so, uh, you know, working towards that goal. And yeah, that's just my advice to anyone out there. Make sure you really focus on what you enjoy doing the most. I know you hear that all the time, but hopefully this is like the final push that some of you need and go after, you know, what you really enjoy doing. Yeah, that's awesome, Adam. Thank you so much. Well, before I forget, where can people reach out to you? You've dropped a number of things. What's sprinkled? The, they gotta, gotta yeah, go they're, back and they're all to over. It. You gotta rewind them all. What's the, the easiest way to get to get into your world? Should we follow a podcast and then you'll tell us all the different places, or what? What do we do here? Yeah, great question because um, I actually picked this up, this one up from Adam Adams at the end of his podcast. He says, "What's the single best way anyone listening right now can follow up and get in the touch with you?" Single best way. Because a lot of times people like to be, oh, well, here's my Instagram, my Facebook, Snapchat, and then just like throw it all out. Single best way to follow up and get in touch with me, and I'll explain why Actually, this is actually personal. I'm going to say go to my website, carswell.io. When you get there, it's a picture of myself and my brother, Paul. Click on Adam, and if you go to my page on carswell.io, you can send a message directly to my email, and all my social media is right there to get connected. So, yeah. Nice. You the can one, the one spot you, you can see how see them all. I love it, man. Well, that's great. Is there anything that I didn't touch on today that you really wanted to highlight, bring exposure to? Anything in general? Take as much time as as you like to. Sure. I mean, I'll just make it quick here, guys. Do a web search on on Dream Chasers and the Lieberland Show. Those are my podcasts, and the reason why I say that is because you know if you like listening on Spotify or. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, you know, like many of the shows out there, go to the platform that you enjoy the most so that way you can subscribe. And again, this is where it comes from podcasting and all the cool things that you learn along the way. Um, I just had someone on my show the other day who at the end of the interview, he said, well, I'm going to rephrase it now. Abel, thank you. (laughs) Thank you for taking the time out of your day to dedicate your life and do this. And for you, thank you for providing this value to your listeners because I think that a lot of the times you know, for better, for worse, people don't realize how much work you've put in to get to where you're at and to do what you're doing. And guys, I can tell you right now, Abel is working his butt off. And the best part is he's having fun with it. So Abel, thank you for bringing me on the show and for doing your podcast. Oh man, you're making me all feelings warm inside. <laughs> all, the, all the feelings, feelings, man. Thank you very much. I sincerely appreciate it. And yeah, you too, man, giving back a ton of content and giving it, giving to your network and uh, trying to provide value like we, like we talked about. So that's great. Well, we appreciate your time. We appreciate it. We're humbled. We're honored. Tell Hunter that I've been pinging him on his LinkedIn for an interview. So tell him a new okay. guy. <laughs> Use the time to get that plug for me. But uh, my name is Abel Pacheco. I am the host 
of Five Talents Podcast. If you want to get in touch with us, you can go to our website, 5tcre.com. That's 5tcre.com. There's all kinds of stuff, education on multifamily syndication, commercial real estate. We do webinars. I got an ebook out there if you guys are interested in passive investing. So however you choose to reach out to me, do that. And then Adam, thank you very much for your time. I sincerely appreciate it. Thank you, Abel. All right. Thank you very much. Talk to you guys soon. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Five Talents Podcast. I'm your host, Abel Pacheco. Each week, we're going to bring you interviews from other industry experts and commercial real estate investors who followed their dreams and achieved massive success. If you enjoyed this episode, then you're going to want a copy of our Passive Investor's Guide, Tackling Commercial Real Estate the Easy Way. It's the guide we use to invest in $93 million of commercial real estate. It's a 65-page ebook. It's a great resource to learn the basic mechanics of multifamily syndications. And we're going to show you how to evaluate your next passive investment opportunity. So if you subscribe to our podcast now, leave us a review and a rating, I'm going to give you a free copy. So take a moment to do that now. We'd appreciate it. And then you can register for the book at 5tcre.com forward slash ebook, 5tcre.com forward slash ebook. Let us know and we're going to send you a copy. Thank you so much for subscribing to the Five Talents Podcast.